0: Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Wednesday, February 23rd, and we are trying to help navigate your financial journey wherever that takes you. You know, sometimes I think about this that if you consider where you have been and looking back, and you're just sort of like, oh, well, I should have taken this turn or that turn, it it can be instructive, but I'm much more interested in where you would like to go and let us help you get there. You can work with your analyst about (laughs) where you're past. We desperately want to figure out your future. And if you would like help with your future, then all you need to do is go to the website, jillonmoney.com. Click on the contact us button and you will complete your form. At the end of that form, where you give us all your info, it says, Would you come on the show with us live? And if you click yes, Mark will do everything else because he is the best executive producer in the world. Today, we are joined by Allison, who's on the line from Philadelphia. Hi, Allison. How can we help you out today?
1: Hi, Jill and Mark. How are you? I am actually going um, in the process of going through a divorce and we are, you know, splitting pretty much everything 50-50. And I was feeling very good about my retirement situation, sort of (laughs) pre-divorce. And I just wanted to check in and make sure, you know, as I tackle this on my own going forward, um, that I'm still in relatively good shape to you know, do what I had planned to do in retirement, even without sort of his part of the uh, the equation.
0: Okay. So first of all, Alison, how old are you? I'm 46. And you have kids?
1: I have three kids, seven, oh boy. 13 and 15. Do you own a home right now? I do. I purchased a home um, a little less than a year ago.
0: How much is it worth?
1: Um, it's worth about 450.
0: And do you have a mortgage outstanding?
1: I do. I have a mortgage for about three fifty.
0: This home you're gonna stay in this home post divorce? Is there gonna be any selling or any having to buy out the partner, your future ex?
1: No. So we sold our home already and we have as we sort of work through the finalizing the divorce right now, we have about two hundred thousand in profit from the home that we sold that's just sitting by itself in an account somewhere.
0: So that two hundred thousand will be split fifty fifty? Yes. Okay, so there's 100,000 of home proceeds that's out there. Okay, got it. Now, next, is there money set aside already for the kids for 529 accounts?
1: All three kids have 529s. They're Mm -hmm. different just based on their ages. So the oldest, the 15 year old, has about 130,000 in his. Mm. My 13 year old has about 90,000 in hers. And then my seven year old has about 30,000 in his.
0: That's great. So, how did that money accumulate? Do you guys make piles of money together, or do you have very wealthy and generous um, parents?
1: No, we there are no there are no grandparents involved. But he and I are both relatively high earners.
0: Okay. So, how much do you earn, Allison?
1: Um, so, I earn uh, about two twenty as my base salary, and my bonus is highly variable year by year. So, this year it was very generous at a hundred thousand um, or a little less than a hundred thousand, but Um, on a year-to-year basis, I would say I could count on 50.
0: All right. Well, that's great. And right now, in terms of your retirement assets, is one of you a much larger earner than the other? In other words, will you be entitled beyond the home proceeds of $100,000 that is yours Mm -hmm. and you will get? Will there be any quadro, any qualified domestic relations order where you're going to get a piece of his retirement or he will get a piece of your retirement?
1: So right now, I mean, we've essentially agreed to split everything 50-50 because our earnings are fairly well matched. Oh, okay. um, And we've pretty much split everything up until now, right? So where that will come down to is sort of where money comes out, right? So for example, he has, he has money in stock for his company that is just going to be easier for me not to touch, right? But mm-hmm. I might get more of our joint investment account because of that, right? So okay. I think on the whole, it will be relatively 50-50, but how those materialize in terms of individual accounts might differ a bit.
0: In your own retirement account, what do you have? Do you have a 401k through work?
1: Yeah, I have to, so I have a 401k rollover for my previous company that has about 800000 in it.
0: So that's just an IRA rollover, right?
1: It's a 401k rollover that now I contribute 6000 a year to.
0: Okay. So it's an IRA. So don't even say, don't say those words 401k. Cause you're going to get me like freaked out a little bit. Right. So it's, it's an IRA rollover and it's a pre-tax number, uh, uh account and there's 800,000 in it and you contribute $6,000 a year. Yes. Okay. Got it.
1: I so- also have a 401k for my current job, but it's a relatively new job. So it only has about 20,000 in it.
0: Okay. And do you have any Roth assets? No. Any brokerage account assets that is in your name only? I'll deal with the joint in a second.
1: Not in my name only.
0: Okay. Now let's talk about the joint account. How much is in there?
1: So our joint investment account has about 1.6 million.
0: Got it. Okay. Is it mostly in stocks, bonds, index funds, other funds? What What's going on in that account?
1: It is, I would say 90% stocks and probably 5% bonds and 5% cash.
0: And when you say stocks, you mean individual stocks?
1: It's it's professionally managed, which is a whole other conversation. <laughs> uh, professionally
0: is wait a second. Are there are there air quotes around professional?
1: There are air quotes around managed. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs>
0: I love it. Okay, how much do is that account um, being charged annually?
1: One percent.
0: Now, X's retirement account. What's in there?
1: Uh, about six hundred thousand
0: and the stock account
1: so i have stock in my prior company that's worth about 60,000 he has okay. stock in his current company which is worth about 200,000 okay and then i have stock in my current company that's worth about 30,000
0: is there anything else in retirement from him except the 600 is there anything else
1: Well, and then what's in our joint investment
0: account? Yeah. The reason I'm asking that is that he's not necessarily saying, I want you to send me because you have, you know, because you have 820,000 in retirement and I only have 600,000 in retirement, that he is not then saying, I want half of that difference in a retirement asset. He's willing to essentially take that in another way. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that's right. So I think it would be just present value, right? Of whatever. Uh
0: The reason I'm asking that is that I don't want you to give up retirement assets if at all possible. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. So right now in terms of retirement, you owe him 110, but in the stock he owes you 55. So we can get this done pretty easily. So this is not going to be a problem at all. In terms of the joint account, is this a relationship that is being "quote unquote" professionally managed for that he has established? And will you leave this company after the divorce?
1: I'll be honest; like I think both of us have been ready to leave it for a while and have okay. just just not gotten around to it. Okay, <laughs> right? that's so fine. Sure. I can see a situation where you know, if it's we each are getting you know eight hundred thousand out of this, that we would you know move that into a a robo-advisor type of such, you know.
0: Fantastic. That's okay. great. Okay. And your rollover, where is it? Is it with that company
1: also? No. So the joint investment account is managed through Schwab but my 401k is through Betterment. Uh, Betterment, okay. sorry, not 401k, my IRA.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's fine. And you're happy with Betterment, right? I am. I am. Okay, great. Perfect. Okay. So now how much are you putting into your retirement contributions right this second on your, let's call it your uh, 270,000?
1: Are you maxing out? I do max out and my company has a 3% match.
0: How, how do you feel about, you know, you now have this home, you're carrying the mortgage. How has your cash flow been? Maxing out the 401k, paying for the house, like being on your own. How has your cash flow been?
1: Um, it's, it's been fine. I'm not a big spender. We don't have, our kids aren't in private school or anything like that. So I would say um, my cash flow has been probably higher than I anticipated, but still manageable
0: and you guys are going to split custody with the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Miss Miss amicable. Yes. Mark, this is what amicable sounds like <laughs> as opposed to me, the non, I mean, it's quite amazing. Yeah, I know. You seem so nice. Like everyone's so happy. It's like a happy divorce. It's really, there are happy divorces. It's just, it's some, a different concept that I'm used to, but it, it is true. I'm not happy, but Amicable is the right way to put it. No one wants to end a relationship. That's not a fun thing. So I get that. So I think you sound to be uh, on perfect track. I mean, in terms of the money for the kids and college, what do you think is sort of the generalized game plan about that? Do you want to keep putting money in at least for the little one, or how are you going to manage that between the two of you?
1: Yeah. I mean, the expectations we've set for our kids are we will cover four years of in state tuition anything beyond that you're on your own or anything under that, like you can save that money for grad school or whatever. Right. So I don't really anticipate we'll be continuing to contribute to the older two kids.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. We're just
1: going to let the market take care of that. And then for our younger one, um, I, we haven't really talked about it, but I anticipate that we will both contribute up to a certain level.
0: At least for a couple of years, maybe you yes. do that at the moment where you're splitting up the joint account, and you both say, "All right, let's both these, let's put sixteen grand in for each of us out of that account." Like you can fund it, and maybe even you do it before you before you get divorced. Yeah, you know, just like get it done, and and then if they need more, you can top it off later. So from that point, in terms of your your general cash flow, um, the only thing you really need to be worrying about is putting money away for retirement, right? And making sure you have a nice emergency reserve fund. So in the in the home proceeds money, that 100,000 that's due to you. Do you have some money right now that's in safe emergency reserves?
1: Yes. So I have about 50,000 right now in an emergency, you know, just in savings. Okay. I feel good. I mean, I probably put, I don't know, 1 to 2,000 in that a month.
0: Well, you'll have the home proceeds. So what do we think? In the whole proceeds
1: really, I would put just right into my investment account.
0: You're, you're fine with that. Okay. Because I was going to say you can just top off your emergency reserve fund and not save it every month. Yes. You could just yes. take that money out, but uh, but it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I think you're in very good shape. I really do. I mean, essentially, I think that once you kind of get whatever emergency reserve is comfortable for you, where you really feel like your your cash flow lands and you have your six to 12 months in there you you're putting money into your retirement account which is great the you've got your home mortgage interest deduction so you know look the big difference is that you're going to now be in you know sort of on your own your your tax bracket the i mean depending on whether you have a huge tax year or not will be you know dependent on that bonus. Right. Um, so right now you're kind of going to be solidly in 32% as a single filer. Could you pop into 35? Yeah, you could. It won't be for all the money. It will be for some of the money. Do you have a Roth option through work just out of curiosity? I'm actually not sure. Mark, I'm not a huge, I don't think that she actually needs to do the Roth right this second because I'm very happy with the amount of money in the brokerage account. But if in a certain year when like, I don't know, maybe you feel like, oh, I know that this is going to be like a a lower earning year for some reason, it might be nice to know that you have the Roth, but I I don't know. I don't think you have to. Mark, you're going to differ with me on this, aren't you? I'm sort of agnostic because she's going to have 800 in in, uh, the joint brokerage account. I kind of just want to see how you're doing. And I'm not sure I want to make a big change right this second. I want you to kind of chill out for, get through this divorce, see where things land. It would not be a bad idea to do it. It's not a slam dunk either. So, and if you start to make a lot of money and all of a sudden you're, you know, you are earning I don't know, I'm going to make this up. You're earning $600,000 as a as a single person, then the calculus changes again. So once you go into each tax bracket, it starts to be a different calculus. Is there anything else? Are there um life insurance policies? Is there anything else that's out there right now?
1: There there is. So we do have a an Airbnb property that Ooh. has really increased in value quite substantially during the pandemic and we're both very hesitant to sell it right now because mm-hmm. just the property values at the beach are going a little nuts. So we owe about four hundred thousand on that property. It's worth about nine hundred thousand now. Yeah, um, and it's an income-producing property. So it, you know, it's not a lot of extra cash, but it does pay for itself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say it pays for itself probably plus ten thousand a year in income. So it's not a ton of money, but we do use it you know, we use it and our kids use it and our families use it, but we rent it for the most, for most of the year.
0: How Wait we a second? Wait a second. <laughs> By the way, I love that you held back on this. It's very funny. <laughs> it's oh, come we up have yet. nothing else. So that's it. Okay. Um, so you have a half a million dollars in equity. Are we really to presume that you are, go- I mean, are are you going to share it? Like, has this come up yet in the conversation around uh, the
1: divorce? It has. So I would prefer to sell it and sort of clean break even though it's tempting to keep it right just from a financial perspective it feels smart to keep it So it's a little bit of a it's a it's an issue we're still working through let's put it that way
0: I want it gone I want it gone First of all I don't like having contingent liabilities that are joint and several when I'm divorcing. I don't like that at all. I think that's a bad thing to have and um, as amicable as it is right now I don't know what's going to be in the future. What if all of a sudden it's like something weird happens and now you're both on a loan together? Mm, I don't like that. I really don't. That's so I'm- if he wants it, I have an idea. I have a great idea. You want it, babe? Tell you what, you can buy me out. Just say to him, you know what you're going to have to do is he's going to have to refinance it because I don't want your name on that liability. So he's going to have to buy you out. And if he wants to refinance the property and put it in his own name and like, that's it. Go rent something at the beach and have some fun that way. If he really wants to buy you out, he can use money from the brokerage account to buy you out. But you have to get off that note. You cannot be on that note. A lot of times in a divorce, what happens is this is like very problematic. You say like, oh, I understand he wants to keep it. I'll just don't worry. I know the mortgage rates higher now. I'll stay on the loan. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I want, yeah, I want you off that loan. Sounds serious, don't
1: I? You do sound serious. <laughs>
0: it's the one part of this plan I didn't like, but that's it. The amicable thing to do is even if it's a great asset, you get rid of it and you say, let's move on. Come on, honey. Love you to death. Go enjoy your life with your your new girlfriend or boyfriend and I'll do the same.
1: Just not at my beach house. <laughs> exactly. That's
0: the other thing. I just think it's weird when we share things like that. I don't know. I I, I want that gone. And by the way, once you get the two hundred fifty grand from that, pop it in the brokerage account, use it. You know, like all of this is starting to come together. You're in great shape. You really are. Mark, don't you feel like she's in great shape? Yeah, exactly. You are on track. You're ready to rock and roll. You got plenty of money for Philly cheese steaks or whatever else you want to do. And uh, yeah, I think that you are in great shape. I really, I'm glad that you do. So can I just ask, uh, like, as I ask you every single personal question. So you say it's amicable. Do you both have lawyers or are you doing a mediator? A mediator. I want you to have a lawyer. I'll tell you why. Okay. If you think about it, having a mediator is fine, but that mediator represents neither of you. I think that it's fine to have a mediator. It would be nice for each of you to have your own lawyer to review documents to make sure everything is cool. I mean, maybe it's going to be 100% easy peasy and you throw a few thousand bucks away on a lawyer. I don't care. I just think you should be interviewing someone to have it in your back pocket because if things go south, you want to have somebody ready. That's it. That's my pitch. I've never had an amicable breakup.
1: That's I mean- funny. Well, look, I mean, there are kids involved and we're we're going to be in each other's lives for a long time, right? So I don't think anybody wants I over want a few dollars.
0: I know. I, 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 Listen, I always say to Mark, the best thing to be is my ex because I just pay and get out. <laughs> All I do is get me out and let me pay you to get out. That's really where I am. So I, I'm not saying that that's, you know, the greatest financial decision. Although I will tell you this. I remember in one of my breakups, I was talking to my brother-in-law, Evan, and I asked, I said to him, here's what it's cost. He said, because he and I used to be traders on the commodities exchange together. He says, that may be the best trade you've ever made. <laughs> was not a fan of one of my exes. Yeah. Um, all right. So listen, you feel okay,
1: Allison? I do. Thank you. Like I said, I just, I felt, I was feeling good. And then now that I'm looking at 50% of good, I'm not feeling quite as good. So you, you so are, I, I think the, that yeah, would, the feedback
0: you're really in very good. Shape and you're doing a great job. And if you need more help, you just let us know as things move forward. Okay.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Right.
0: Super to talk to you. If you are going through a breakup, if you're going through a divorce, if you've got a question about splitting certain types of assets, we'd love to hear from you. Go to JillOnMoney.com, click the contact us button. And while you're there, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. We also encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast. You're probably already listening to it. But also check out our sister broadcast. It's called Eye on Money. Okay, why don't you put your hands metaphorically on someone's back today? Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow.